Before we begin, I should warn you that some of you may find what you are about to hear rather disturbing. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Until Dawn podcast. My name is Koi, and with me is my wife, Felicia. Hello, everyone. It's the 4th of July. What a better way to spend it than recording, right? Right. It's uh, 103 degrees here. The so grass, <laughs> everything is dead. Everything, it's like just dry It's wind. like August weather. Yeah, it's wild. We haven't had weather like this since probably like 2013, I think. No, 2012. We had that really dry summer. I don't know how you remember that. I remember because from mowing the yard, and it's just nothing. <laughs> it's like a dust bowl out there just dying from pollen and dust. And On the bright side, after we finish recording this, I'm going to go get in the pool, read my book, and let you do the editing. <laughs> Thanks for that. What book are you reading? Um, let me look. It's Richard Estep's book about the Cecil Hotel. Let me see. American Hotel Story: History, Hauntings, and Heartbreak in LA's Infamous Hotel Cecil. Remember, we did an episode on that. We did do an episode on the Cecil. I wish Hotel. this book would have been out then. That would have been nice. Or was it? I don't know when that one came out. 2021, I think. I can't remember when we recorded that episode, but I'm really enjoying it. It's a really good book. I always like his books. I remember we were talking to him, I think it was last year at the Haunted America conference because we bought a book from him about Malvern Manor. Yes. That I want to read. I think I'm going to read that. Are you going to read it? I'm going to try You to never read. read books. I'm not a, I am not a reader. <laughs> I, uh, I'm, well, I read, but I'm a slow reader, so I can read about one to two books, maybe three a year. Mm, and that's stretching it. I feel like it. that's stretching it. I, I always talk about how like I'm not a reader. I was not a reader when I was in school, even in college, even working on my master's. I don't know if I read any books when I was in college. <laughs> You're the, you watch the TV. I do. I, I and do I watch, do not. Right. And speaking of that, um, I actually just finished and just released, um, I want to say July 2nd, maybe, no. It just recently released. I think it was actually last week. Um, it was uh, The Dogman Triangle by Small Town Monsters. I watched that. It was actually really good. Um, they didn't just like focus on grainy pictures or they were actually really interviewing a lot of people and I like the fact that they said that not every encounter could have been mistaken identity and I think that was a really good point to, to put out there I actually just read a news story about I think it was uh, what's that what, what's that Air Force Base uh, by Kansas City uh, oh by Kansas City oh Whitman okay I think it's by Kansas City Yes, we're going with that. Um, it was about like in 1993, which actually made me laugh because it said 30 years ago. And I was like, oh my gosh. So in my head, I'm like, I think in 1950. <laughs> and then I realized it was 1993 and how old I'm getting. But it was actually talking about three guys that were on duty that night and think that they saw a dog man. Hmm. I'll have to send it to you. Yeah, for sure. That'd be, that'd be interesting. Maybe we need to do an episode on dog man. We could do that. Uh, can, also, speaking of Dogman, um, in case you are wondering or wanting to check out that uh, documentary, I'll put a link to it if you want to, like, I guess, buy a hard copy. I got it on Amazon Prime. 
Um, I think that's pretty much how everybody gets everything digital nowadays. But if you wanted to get a hard copy of it, uh, I'll put a link to it on their website. And put a link to that book I'm reading too. Yes. Um, yeah, not to mention, I don't know how many books he's written. I mean, I saw a stack. He had a stack of all of his books. It was insane. Yeah, I think I've, I've read a lot of them. There's still some I need to read, but this is a hundred percent change of subject. But the other night, I forgot to tell you this. I had this dream that I was abducted by aliens and I have (laughs) never, ever, ever had a dream like that. And I'm not like an alien person. Well, that's good. I'm glad I'm not married to an alien. (laughs) But like I was asleep in my dream and then like these aliens came and like our window, I know it's going to sound crazy. And then I like went out the window and it was like I was floating, but I couldn't feel anything. I don't know. Like I didn't feel anything. And then <laughs> it's so crazy. And then I went up and then there was like another person there I didn't know. And then we were like floating in this black space and then I went back down and then I was in bed (laughs) and that's when I woke up and then I sat there like contemplating like did I really get abducted by aliens like for like four days I kept thinking like well what if that actually did happen what if like really though what if it did I think I would have (laughs) noticed no you wouldn't I probably would have done anything I don't know it was just really weird what were you watching on tv that's what I want to know. Uh, like, what were you watching when you went to bed? It had to be like America's Most Terrifying or something, which would not be aliens. That is ghosts. Right. But seriously, it was crazy. Like, I Unless woke up and I was like, touching, like, what? Unless you were watching that, uh, was that Monsters and Mysteries in America? Another one of those like super multiple episode TV shows on Discovery Plus. Maybe. I've like, I never think about aliens. I'm not like a UFO person, even though I've seen one before. So I don't know. It was just a really weird dream for me to have. So that's what made me think, what if I, what if I did? What if you got abducted? Right. I was wearing panties, so there was no butt stuff. (laughs) That's a plus. (laughs) Yeah. Anyway, it was just super random and crazy. That is a really weird dream to have. It is for me. I'm pretty sure it was just a dream, though. Like I said, I'm sure we would have noticed. But then you have to think about it. Like, how many people does that happen to and they think it's just a dream? I don't know. That's right? A <laughs> it's, I mean, really, think <laughs> yeah, about no, it. It's I true. Mean, it's, it's a valid point. There, uh, you could have, you potentially, hypothetically, could have been abducted and thought they made you think that it was just a dream <laughs> and put you back <laughs> In bed. With no signs of abduction. Right. No, nothing was moved in the Wait, house. Wait, I did have those little bites. Maybe those aren't mosquito bites. I bet those, uh, no, those are <laughs> mosquito bites. It's, it's Missouri in the summer. It's mosquito bites. Yeah. I don't know. Super random. I just thought about it. Right. And I was like, I have to tell him this. Yeah. There wasn't, you don't have any physical signs. There's no physical signs in the house. Except for those mosquito bites that could be alien probes. But how'd you get out of the house? I told you I went through the window. Right, but the windows, so they relocked the window? They're aliens. They can do what they want. There is no rules, I don't think. There's no rules when it comes to alien abductions? No, there's not. I feel like there's a, 
there's like a kind of a guideline or a frame like you got to be within this box to consider it alien abduction but you know maybe maybe not you know i don't have a whole lot of knowledge have you ever had a dream anything like that no no but i also typically don't dream so i think you do dream because you like talking your sleep sometimes but i think you don't remember them well, I know I don't remember them because as far as I know, I don't dream. And then I thought maybe it could be like sleep paralysis. But it wasn't like that. Like it wasn't anything holding me down. Right. Or like you weren't literally awake. floating up. Oh my God, that scared me. That was, was that the cat. Oliver. <laughs> I thought it was an alien. <laughs> he thought that they were coming back to get what you. Was that? What did he do? I think I don't know. I think it sounded like he like either growled or something. Okay. But anyway, moving along. Speaking of cats, though, and uh, unexplainable stories, uh, our subject for this episode, of course, you probably already tell because you can see the title of the episode when you download it, is the Ozark Howler. So let's take a quick break and jump into that. Some say it's a puma, others a giant ape, and still others say it's the sucara. A sucara? It's a new kind of animal to me. That's a famous jungle demon that tears living animals to shreds with its claws and then feeds upon them. Has been known to attack humans also. Hasn't so far, I hope. No. But I'm sure it will. All right, so as I just mentioned, this episode is on the Ozark Howler, which I was actually really excited to do. I uh, This was my idea, so. I'm glad you mentioned it because I always thought the Ozark Howler was a dog, like a dog man, dog man. Like like a werewolf type thing? Yeah. Yeah, I was. It's it's kind of a weird one because it's not as well known as Bigfoot. It's not really as well known, I guess, as the majority of the cryptids even. It's very, I feel, centralized. So being from Missouri and technically the Ozarks, I actually don't know what areas the Ozarks falls in. But the Ozark Howler is said to inhabit Arkansas, Missouri, Oklahoma, and Northeast Texas. Which I would never really have thought of northeast texas as part of the ozarks i always just kind of think of missouri and arkansas but i guess the you know if you count the whole region so the ozark howler does come by a multitude of different names Uh, a couple of them are the devil cat and the black howler the devil cat's actually what we call our cat alice she is the devil (laughs) she is the mean cat yes devil cat with her murder mittens yeah the other names that I came across were Nightshade Bear, Ozark Black Howler, and my favorite, the Hoo-Hoo. <laughs> <laughs> I think you made that one up. No, I swear. If it was on the internet, it's true. Oh, if it's on the internet, it's definitely right. true then. So, description-wise, there is a kind of a, a wide variety in like size, shape, but... Some of the similarities are a large black beast with black fur. One thing that I did think was kind of unique was the fact that it says red eyes and horns. 
Um, some of the reports I've seen say it's bear-like in size and it's supposed to have a call that is a combination of a wolf howl and a elk bugle. I'm just staring at you because I have no idea what that sounds like. So that's actually, I have a recording. Now this is not a actual like recording, but someone replicated what it should sound like. <laughs> so I found this on ghostsandmonsters.com under uh, Ozark Howler. Let me see if I can record this or play this, I should say. <laughs> so that's now, like I said, oh. uh, make it stop. <laughs> All right, so yeah. <laughs> Like I said, that was a digital recreation that this website made, and it's supposed to be a combination of an elk bugle and a wolf howl combined. So that's. <laughs> but I mean, that's supposedly though. That's what the reports say that uh, it's supposed to sound like. I think I, next time we go camping, we should bring that and play it and see if we can call in a poops or caller. Well, I don't want to call in either a wolf or an elk to our campsite. Do we have elk? We do now. So they're repopulating elk in Missouri. Their numbers are extremely low. And I think they're more north north of us. That was the worst call I've ever heard in my life. So on the descriptions that I found, it was said to be, or they are said to be, three to seven feet tall, thick, stout body, stocky legs. Sounds like me so far, right? <laughs> Powerful shoulders. Black hair, red glowing eyes, razor, razor sharp claws, canine teeth that are large and sharp, a dog-like snout, short tail, pointy ears, and has horns. And see, I think that's where a lot of... There's so many different descriptions of it. Right. My thing is, and maybe like descriptions are what make me think a dog. But when I was reading, I was like, dog-like yeah, characteristics, those, but it's a cat. Right. Yeah, that's, I mean, they're talking about long snouts and stuff like that. Well, cats don't have long snouts. Um, I also kind of thought, like, the red glowing eyes. Like, okay, well, is that more of, like, a light shine? But the reports of the red glowing eyes go much further back to where you wouldn't have light shine. Right. Uh, some of these, you know, some of them go back all the way to the 1800s. Um... So what I read, it's like really big muscles, like larger than a mountain lion, like closer to like the size and strength of a panther. And that's also interesting too, because some of the reports say that it's similar to like a bear, which accounts for the short stockiness. Bears aren't short, are they? Well, they are if they're on all fours. They're tall when they stand up on two legs. So scared of bears. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> you have an irrational fear I of do. bears for the lack of bears that we have in Missouri. There's starting to be a there's bear season now. Well, that doesn't mean that we're overpopulated with bears. They use hunting seasons to con- help control the population. Population overpopulation, right? Thank you for I mean, proving my point. <laughs> All right, fair enough. As far as movement with them, it said that they migrate, but they do tend to settle in an area for a while and they become territorial. They like to stay in the tops of trees or rocky areas 
and caves, which Missouri is the cave state. So if that is true, there's plenty of places for one to chill. Right. And that's, that kind of is one of the points where I was like, okay, well maybe, you know, these, it is valid. We do have a huge surplus of caves. So it is possible for something to be out there in a very low population and not really be seen that often. But some of the reports I've seen, like talking about like stands between three and six feet at the shoulder, like a six foot. Does that mean on all fours? Right. What? Like up in the trees? Like we don't have trees like that. So maybe smaller like juvenile howlers (laughs) are up in the trees. When they, then they just kind of, yeah, they kind of grow out of it. Yeah, <laughs> they get to the point. Where, I mean, because well, bears though, bears do still smaller, like black bears and stuff do still climb trees and mountain lions. Although they say we don't have black panthers, but they have been spotted within the United States. But that's a whole nother episode in itself. I'm just listening you say all this and it's like convincing me I don't want to go camping anymore. <laughs> well, we've known, I mean, we've known that we have mountain lions and bears. Yeah, because last time there was definitely something moving around. Our Maybe tent. it was Ozark Haller. Maybe it was. I, yeah. That was terrifying and there was no cell phone service and I thought I was going to die. Meanwhile, our neighbors are in their $400,000 RV. <laughs> That oh yeah that I was thinking I was confusing this time and the other time that we went camping where you heard weird noises. It's a thing. So I did look up signs that there's one in the area. That way, when we do go camping, we can like prepare and see. So signs would be claw marks and trees, remains from its prey, cat-like teeth marks. They never leak track marks for some reason. Like tracks. Like footprints? Yes. Like. Yes. But they think that's because it prefers to bounce up in the treetops. What? <laughs> okay, that makes it sound absolutely ridiculous and unbelievable. <laughs> Do you remember that old cartoon with the gummy bears? Do you no. re- Did you ever watch the gummy bear cartoon? No. No. They bounced everywhere. And that's what I, uh, that's what made me think of that, like. I just imagined them bouncing. <laughs> I can't believe you never watched that cartoon. No. Okay. I do not believe Excellent show. I do not believe. Five stars. Highly recommend. Yes, it was good. I do not believe that there's bounding tree Ozark howlers out there. Like bounding from tree to tree. I do. I mean, why not? If it's If it's real, why not? Because it goes against all the other descriptions. Like a bear bounding through the woods. Through the treetops. I don't know. Uh, other things it can do. It can walk on two legs for short distances. Has super strength. Phenomenal night vision. And this is my favorite. Rapid healing abilities. Rapid healing abilities. Like a vampire. Oh. Interesting. Yes. How did they figure that out? I don't know. I feel like if you're going to say it has rapid healing abilities, you need some like evidence <laughs> to back it up. I think it's probably from reports, I would say. Like sightings, like somebody shot it and it yeah, healed on exactly. the side? Yep, okay. that's exactly what happened. Okay. Like healed immediately. Hmm. Interesting. Yes. 
I feel like it would probably need that healing ability if it's jumping from tree to tree because I'd probably end up getting <laughs> impaled if I tried doing that. Yes. You know what? It sounds like Edward from Twilight. Oh, my God. Stop. It does, though. Think about it. Tree to tree. Rapid healing. No. We, it is. We're, we're going to... We're starting a new podcast. Now we're going to have to watch that. Rule number one, no Twilight I'm going to make you watch Gummy Bear Cartoon and then Twilight. I'd be more willing to watch the Gummy Bear Cartoons than Twilight. I'm going to try to find it. Rule number two, no Twilight references. (laughs) Rule number three will be reference rule number one and two. What was one? No Twilight references. Okay. No. Not true. So if you see one, it's a bad omen. Yeah, I Which so. I would believe. It could mean that you will be cursed, get a serious injury within the next few months, or you may even die. I feel like a lot of things have like bad omens. And I think it's just... I know. I want to do a whole episode on superstitions. Okay. There and guess go. what? Every one of them ends in you dying. Because that's what they <laughs> all are, I swear. Like, do you know one that's where it's not like bad luck, you die? Well, yeah. I mean, you got like the, like your ears are burning. means somebody's talking about you. It doesn't mean you're going to die. Oh, that's true. Someone's talking about you dying. <laughs> Someone's plotting your death. Right. So do you have a uh, histories of sightings for the Ozark Heller? So I do have, I do have some. I tried to find some because that are more recent. So this one comes from 2020 in the village of Ginger Blue, which is in Missouri, and sits close to the north shore of the Elk River. Uh, This one is also not so much a sighting as they heard sounds that they couldn't explain. And when they asked about it and described it, they were told that it was more than likely the Ozark Howler. And it came, their cabin sits kind of like on a bluff deep, deep in the woods, like in a holler. And they had constant like high-pitched whining and then a, like a deep yell and that they said that it howled like the good portion of the night and the only thing they heard they kept hearing the howling and everything else and then all of a sudden they heard gunfire and they didn't hear anything else <laughs> <laughs> that's their report this and this uh, I got this one from uh, ozarkhaller.info so they didn't see it. They, they just heard howling, right. and then they heard gunfire. Yes. That's a good one. <laughs> <laughs> so I have one that's closer to us. It's in Rolla, Missouri. And I also got this one from OzarkHallerInfo.com. Uh, the Ozark Haller was spotted on July 27, 2018 on the Full Moon Trail in Mar- Marguerite, Bray Conservation Area. I'm sure I did not say that right. Near Newburgh in Rolla, Missouri, walking the trail with flashlights after dark, Terry Shrout and Dean Grain seen one. Shrout first noticed the Ozark Haller as a black silhouette by the side of the trail. When I first looked, it was too low to the ground and I saw it rise up. I froze completely. I was scared because I didn't know what it was. It was probably at least six feet tall. It looked very much like a bear, but it moved more like a cat. It was graceful. It didn't make a lot of noise. And it was like it just disappeared almost. 
Grain reports. The thing was huge. It leaped up from the ridgeline at least 15 to 20 feet before it hit the ground and took off. We didn't see anymore. We could hear the footfalls just as steps through the leaves. I was floored by what it was. I mean, there's no unseen something like this. And once you see it, there's no denying it. We need to look up that place. We can yeah. go there. Let's go take a hike. <laughs> see if we can't find our own uh, yeah, verification of the Ozark Haller. So I have uh, another one. This one, is, for me, it kind of seems like a bit of a stretch because even the television station kind of said that it appeared to be a mountain lion. But between 2005 and 2010, a family spotted several times a what they appeared to be a big cat. So they lived uh, north of Van Buren. And they set out a bunch of trail cams on their property. And what they got was appeared to be a mountain lion. Now they did say that it was very dark in color, which... If you've seen a mountain lion, they've they kind of a tannish coat. So these came across very dark, but even the television station said that it was more than likely a, well, they said a, a cougar, which right. is a mountain lion. And I feel like that's kind of a lot of the pictures that come across. <laughs> I feel like some of the older stories and older like reports are more credible. Right. I think, you know, some of these newer ones, they somebody hears something they don't recognize or they see something and then someone tells it's some Ozark color. Right. Um, one of my favorite ones that I found actually happened in Falcon, Missouri, which would be on the other side of us, out by, out the back gate of Fort Leonardwood, right? Yeah, that sounds right. Okay. This one's super funny because it happened December 2022. But just the story said a lady was sitting at a gas station off Highway 32 eating a Twinkie when she's seen the Ozark Haller. She's seen it running across a field. She reported it to have huge horns on its head. And that's all it says. So there's a large dark object with horns running through a field. And she saw it while she was eating a Twinkie at the gas station. Well, I feel like the Twinkie is very, I mean, <laughs> if someone, if they like Twinkies, I feel like they're kind of trustworthy. Right. Um, so I'm thinking that was a deer. Right. Or even a bull. Or, yes. Maybe it was an elk. Maybe it was a Ozark Haller. Now you have some, of some more historic reports, correct? Yes. Or do you have more current ones? Let me think. Let me look. Okay, I have one more semi-more recent one. This was at Pump Station Road, Benton County, Arkansas. An emergency call received by the Arkansas Game and Fish Commission indicates a motorist nearly hit an unknown animal. The animal was described as bear-sized, gray, fast-running animal near Springdale, Arkansas. Hmm. And see, I'm surprised that there's not more reports like that to me those are more i consider those to be more credible than than a lady sitting at a gas station <laughs> eating a twinkie really like i mean because there's tons of reports about bigfoot like that so i mean do we have a higher population of those compared to like those are caller of course of course i guess you know there's multiple reports of different types of bigfoot in multiple states right 
and this is centralized to this region. So I have another like recent one, but I'm going to wait until to do that one last. Nope. This last. I'm done. You don't have any, I don't more, have any more sites. You don't have any more historic ones? I think I ones? have one, but I think it's... Because I know you have a report about Daniel Boone. Oh, like the old ones. Okay. Yes. So I'll wait. I'll do this one very last because this one just makes me laugh and I won't be able to concentrate after this. Okay. So famous people that may have mentioned the Ozark Haller. It's been said that Laura Ingalls Wilder mentioned a Ozark Haller in chapter two of Little House in the Big Woods. She tells the story of her grandpa racing through the woods on his horse as a huge, large cat leaped from the top of the tree to top of the tree. There you Look, go. There you go. Bouncing. Yep. While Laura did eventually settle in southern Missouri, which is actually Mansfield. We've never been there. No. Um, this event actually took place in Wisconsin. So that would be kind of out of the area of the right. Ozarks. I did go in because I wanted to look it up because, you know, I have to go down the rabbit hole. So I wanted to see, like, Wisconsin, what it could possibly be. And there's documented that Wisconsin did have a subspecies of a panther, the Wisconsin puma. It was one of the largest documented cat species at seven and a half to eight and a half feet tall from nose to tail. Hmm. I don't know if it's extinct now or if there's still a few of them. I just had to look it up because I was like, right. "What did she see?" I wonder if it. I wonder if it gave like a description, like a coat, like a. Because if they migrated, maybe right. that could be account for some of the sightings. Yeah, it's true. And you have something about Daniel Boone, correct? Oh, there's a lot about Daniel Boone. <laughs> so he was a good storyteller. I don't know if you knew that. I did not. Okay, so supposedly he came in contact with one. Not only once, but twice, maybe three times. Hmm. So he's like the luckiest man. Right. Not alive anymore, but alive at the time. Right. First time was 1769 to 1770. He told a story about a Yahoo while he lived in Kentucky. Him and five other men were hunting on the Red River. After returning to the campsite that night, they were like, you know, cooking food, preparing the meat, the hides, everything from their hunt that day and they heard what sounded like a high-pitched scream and then something moving rapidly throughout the woods like that recording i played <laughs> exactly like that so they kind of like paused but then they didn't hear anything else so they just kind of blew it off like oh it must be an animal and they like all went to bed right The next morning, they go back out. They all split up, go on their ways hunting. He was the last one to return that night. So when he gets back to the campsite, he tells them this crazy story of what happened. And he says it was this terrifying encounter that happened just as dusk was starting to settle. He was headed back to the camp and he heard movement in the woods. Kind of, It was like all around him. At first, he wasn't concerned because he thought, Oh, it's probably another hunter or Native American because he himself was making noise and the, it didn't seem to be spooked. But then he started hearing what he described as a low grunting sound. It seemed to be circling above him at a rapid pace. Guess what? In the tree trees. Tops. So Daniel, he took off and he headed toward the creek. When he reached 
He was running down the path. When he reached toward the end of the path, this large creature jumped down and blocked the path. He described it as almost seven feet tall, yellow glowing eyes, body covered in long fur, and he said it emitted a horrible odor. The beast stood up on its back's legs and let out the screeching sound. It was the same sound that the men had heard the night before. So what does he do? He pulled out his rifle and shot the unknown creature in the chest. It fell to the ground and let out one more scream as it died. So after, after he's confirmed that it's dead, he goes over and examines it. And he knows it has a human-like face. And because of the size of it, he left it there because he's like, I cannot carry this thing back, but I'll bring the men back tomorrow and we'll look at it. But there's no follow-up. The story just ended there. What? So I don't know what happened. I mean, I guess it, my guess is they probably went back and it was gone. Yeah, that's a good one. Um, but you know what they say, human-like face. So then that made me think like Bigfoot. Right, yeah. Because that's one thing that has never been mentioned. Right, yeah, that's the first account of that. And, you know, and, and the also, yellow eyes. And the yellow they say eyes Bigfoot not, has yellow eyes? Um, I don't know, actually. I kind of made that up. No, I think I've seen... No, I guess when I picture Bigfoot, it has yellow eyes. I don't know why. I don't know either. Because I, <laughs> I, I automatically think brown eyes. Do you? Yeah. Because most primates... Brown eyes. Okay. So that was the first sighting. Second sighting. This was actually... Supposedly, he wrote in 1810, he wrote a letter to his sister-in-law in Kentucky. And he described an encounter that he had. So I have heard about this before. Okay. I actually have a copy of the letter. It's not a copy. It's a... Picture. I have what the letter says. Yeah. I got this from the Daniel Boone historic site, their Facebook page. Oh, okay. So it's like rote and then like the phonics, you know, it's like how he talks. Like oh. Southern, but that's how he spelled it. But I actually don't have to like try to pronounce it that way because I automatically talk like that, I think, <laughs> with my accent. So, he said, I leave you with alarming story of a black creature I found and wounded on the Sodder Creek or Suter Creek. Black and swarthy with horns on its scalp. Ignorant of its name, I am told of the sound it makes with a terrible owling in the night. Warnings for this for settlers should be passed along. Your humble servant, Daniel Boone. That doesn't sound weird. <laughs> but then maybe that says something about me. Right. That's what's interesting. I mean, obviously he was concerned about it enough to write to so that she could let other people know. Right. But I did look into that too. And it said there's no proof this letter was ever sent. And how he signed it at the end, like your humble servant, he would not have said that to his sister-in-law. Right. I have, I've heard that too, that it's, so, it's, it's kind of up in the air to the story. credible. But I mean, also, the, why would the Daniel Boone Historic Society put that out there if it wasn't, if they didn't, you know, have right. some sort of reliability in it? Yeah. Um, the last sighting, which there's really no story behind it. It's just said that uh, in 1816 on the Platte River, he killed one on the banks. So he shot two of them. Yes, supposedly. But at that one, he would have been 80 years old. I did the math when he shot that one. Which is pretty impressive. Yeah, I didn't realize that 
you know, especially for that time period. Right. You're right. Like, people did not live that long. No. Speaking of him dying, do you remember whenever we went, where were we? We went on an investigation. Right. To Iowa, I think. Yeah. I can't think of the place. I cannot either. I, I can picture it. I like, I see it. Oh, anyway, you were so tired. So I was like, I'll drive home. So you like fell asleep in the car and right. then I'm doing my road trip thing and just like stopping at random places. Yes. And I found out we were by Defiance, Missouri and I found out his grave was there. So I was like, I'm stopping. Koi's asleep. He can't tell me no. Yeah. Now some of the, ba- you know, some of the history on that. So we just, we decided it'd be a great idea to not spend the night. Normally we always like get a hotel and we stay after whenever we investigate, but we decided like, Oh, we're not that far. We can just drive back. So after the investigation, I was driving back until I got too tired. And then you were supposed to take over, which I did. You did. So like it's down this like old gravel road, right? I'm trying to remember. So I just like park the car and I get out and I leave him sleeping in the car. I like climb up the hill to this grave. And then I guess he woke up. Right. And I was missing. Yes. So he thought he was abandoned in the woods. To to kind of put some visual to this. So we we are, we're down a dirt road. And when I wake up in the middle of nowhere, there's no cell, there's no cell service. And I'm just in the car with the car off on the side of the road. And the graveyard is kind of up a hill a little bit. And so Felicia is also not visible at all. So as far as I know, I've woken up on the side of the road and my wife's missing. (laughs) Sounds so much worse than it was. No, it doesn't sound so much worse than it was. It was bad. I'm sorry I scared you. That's why you can't sleep in the car. Right. So now I will go anywhere and Yes. Now you cannot be trusted to drive while I'm sleeping. Right. And do you know the story that like Daniel Boone, is he like actually buried there or not? Do you know that? No. So I think he lived in Frankfort, Kentucky too. Anyway, they wanted to exhume the body and move it there. So I don't I don't, I don't know the honest story, but supposedly they like Exhumed his body and took it to bury him and his wife there. What was her name? I don't know. Rebecca. And so, uh, but they don't know if they actually took the body or not. Because they say they took the body next to him, but then, or next to her, like took them both. But then it was came back and like Missouri said, no, actually, he wasn't buried next to her. He was buried at her feet because somebody was already next to her and there wasn't room. What? Yeah, it's like a crazy story. You'll have to look it up. It's pretty funny. Yeah. So now they're saying, like, some people say, no, they took his body, but they didn't get his head. So his head's in Missouri. Like what? They, they say... This just gets more outlandish as you continue to tell the story. I know. it's cra- They say that his heart and brain are still in Missouri. What? I know. It's crazy. So, like, I'm going to have to look it up. They're not gonna it's con- been a really long time since I read that story. But supposedly they... Thought they took his body, but they only took Left part pieces? of his body. Right, exactly. Or they took the wrong body. <laughs> it's something to look up. It's an interesting story. Well, there you go. Okay, so as I mentioned, I have uh, one 
more sighting that I wanted to talk about. And this one I actually got from uh, ABC News. It's uh, the 4029 News. I don't know exactly what that is, but it's ABC. And an individual sent pictures to the news uh, channel that they had pictures of the Ozark Howler. And, like, do you remember the Jackalope videos from America's Funniest Home Videos? <laughs> like, it looks, it reminds me of that. Like, the pictures are, like, it almost, like, is saddening to see because it's obviously a dog. And it reminds me, you remember the Grinch? That's what How I was How the Grinch say. stole Christmas? Yes, when he yes, puts the, the antlers on the He puts the, the antler on the dog. That's 100% what it looks like. It these pictures look like he put little fake antlers on the dog and then shaved the dog's tail. I don't even know why he shaved the dog's tail, but it hundred percent looks like he shaved the dog's tail. So it's like, has like kind of a shaggy coat with a shaved tail. And, uh, needless to say that a, uh, a biologist said that there is no Ozark Howler and the Arkansas game and fish commission said that, these uh, photos are a hoax. But, you have uh, to share that on our Facebook yeah, page so to, people can see that. I'll have to put pictures out there. I mean, it was our caller. It was our caller. Like, <laughs> I don't even know why, why would you send these pictures to the news? They're the, they are the worst, literally. But these, and they came from, it says, uh, came from Devil's Den, which is along Ooh, the Yellow Rock, Park? yeah, Yellow Rock Trail at Devil's, Devil's Den. <laughs> so yeah, that's my, I'm like, it's so, it's, it's so blatantly obvious. It looks like a little like German Shepherd. Like it looks like a little dog. To yeah, me. yeah. Because if you take a, the size of the dog next to the base of the tree, it's it's a small dog. Right. But yeah, so that was my final uh, sighting, so to speak. Um, now I did want to talk about we did I did watch two different um, shows on Discovery Plus. Both of them were looking for the Ozark Howler, which I was actually kind of surprised because there mm -hmm. is so little recent information. Um, one of them was Expedition X. I can't think of the host names. One of them is Jessica Chobot, and I can't think of the other guy's name. Phil Torres. Yes, Phil Torres. That's right. So they um, were investigating the Ozark Howler. Now, they went further into Arkansas, and I want to say, and then we're looking for it there. They they interviewed people. They also had a recording that these individuals had of a hospital, like howling, shrieking, however you want to call it. And then an individual that got pictures on a trail camera. And their conclusion was that it's a lot of misidentification, potentially a bobcat, which I don't know if you've ever seen a bobcat. I don't know how somebody could mistake Ozark Howler based on the description and a bobcat um, and then a mountain lion. Now, of course, what doesn't make sense is the fact that the pictures from the trail cam, it's obviously a very dark coat, either extremely dark brown or possibly black. And of course, as I said, said earlier in the podcast, there is no reports or documented studies of black panthers I think in that the United States um, bobcats can be black, though. Yes, there actually is reported cases of bobcats being black. I can't remember what the term for it is, though. Melanistic. Yes, there you go. I never would have either been able to pronounce that or uh, remember that. Just a random 
knowledge in my head. <laughs> and the other um, episode that I saw was Mysterious Creatures with Forrest Galante. And they came actually here in Pulaski County and was investigating where you know reports of the Ozark Howler and stuff. And their accounts for it was also potentially misidentification, but they said that it was potentially a red wolf that people were seeing. And some of the stuff they said they had, they played like the howls and stuff from it and the individual. I want to say their house sounded much better than that one you played earlier. (laughs) Way better. That was a digital recreation. (laughs) I applaud applaud that person for thinking to do that because I probably couldn't have. But they, and the guy that, one of their witnesses said that he smelled like a strong odor and they actually went to the, I guess, Wolf Sanctuary. Yes. I think it's up by Eureka. Yeah. And so there's a red wolf sanctuary up there. And when they took him out there to it, he identified, yeah, that is a smell that I remember smelling and stuff. So I thought that was really interesting. Um, but I do have to say, I, you know, kind of like with that uh, Dogman Triangle documentary that I watched, I don't believe that every witness testimony is a case for misidentification. I do believe that there is a strong amount of them but I don't think that all of them are what do you think about the Ozark Haller <laughs> yes about the Ozark Haller I just don't think there's enough to prove that it's real. I think it is misidentification so you don't believe that there's enough substantial evidence to no like even all the sightings I found were like like only one was actually called in to like conservation you know what i mean right i do i definitely find that that's interesting that there's not more pictures besides what is the dog's name on the grinch was a max max yeah besides max down there at the devil's den that there's not more pictures now i don't know if that's maybe because it's located in this region mm-hmm. so there's not like it's not like bigfoot where it's all over the united states right. and i do think it's interesting that why it's always described as a cat, but with dog features. I do think that Forrest Galante's show, where it came back to it being like a dog, is probably right. the most accurate. Yeah, I do. Just because of descriptions, other than it bouncing through the trees. Right. Like, I do think there's a, definitely a strong case to say that it's misidentification. Because, there, like you said, there is, isn't a strong evidence. But... I don't think everybody's seeing the same thing, I guess is how I should have said it. Right. Um, because some people are giving cat descriptions. Some people are saying dog descriptions. I do think that a mountain lion probably could leap from one tree potentially to another. Yeah, for sure. And so maybe that's what people are seeing. And, you know, if they come across something like a mountain lion or something, you know, that fear starts going and, you know, you maybe don't remember everything correctly, especially if it's the first time seeing something like that. Mm -hmm. It does not take long afterwards for you to start misremembering details and stuff. 
So you don't think the Ozark Howler is real? I do not. Oh, I think so, it is. So disappointing. <laughs> One good thing that came out of this, we're going to name your Jeep Ozark Howler now. Right. So yeah, so the Ozark Howler will be real. It will be real. Maybe I need to get some like red lights on the front, like eyeballs. <laughs> um, so yeah, I mean, that's kind of where we stand on it. Um, if anybody's had any stories or accounts or pictures or anything you know about it i'd love to see them or hear about it so i think that uh, about does it for those are color do you have anything else no but i did just look up the gummy bear cartoon oh my gosh it's on disney plus <laughs> so you can watch it adventures of the gummy bears oh well, and you said you, you would because you said you would rather watch that than twilight i believe everybody would rather watch that than twilight so if you would like to contact us and tell us that Twilight is actually a great movie and Koi is crazy, you can find us on Facebook and Instagram at Until Dawn Podcast. You can e- email us at UntilDawnPodcast at gmail.com. If you want a more direct way to tell me that I'm correct and that Twilight is awful, you can just send us a text message or even call and leave a voicemail to you know, validate yourself. It is 913-703-DAWN, D-A-W-N. So until next time, I'm Coy. I'm Felicia. And this is Until Dawn.